Hello sports fans and welcome to this week's episode of Pub Talk Rugby League, a podcast where old mates from high school meet up and talk about rugby league. My name is Adam and I still know very little about football, so I'm joined like always by my panel of armchair experts, Smokes. G'day fellas, uh, hopefully the Maroons can improve my mood after last Friday night. And the principal. Nothing but smiles here. Raiders won. <laughs> Happy days. <laughs> and the, the other the other host teams lost. Can't get much. We better all that. lost. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Roosters also lost. So fandoms mm. just not showing up. Just just okay. Fine. No problems. We'll see you next time. Maybe. Mm. Uh, how was everyone's week? I did not get to watch any football. Like always, uh, this week I had Perisher as an excuse. Oh, yes. Uh, I took the 10-year-old to Perisher and she had a great time and I didn't hurt myself, so that was good. <laughs> How about you, <laughs> Principal? How'd you go? Uh, look, I've watched a lot of games, but it just feels like ages ago now. But, um, yeah, no, I watched I watch most of the usual games I watched, a lot of the Saturday ones. And, um, yeah, I think I watched probably more footy this weekend than I had for a while. So yeah, it was a good weekend just to sit in front of the TV a bit. And what about you, Smokes? Oh, it's kind of the opposite. It's probably the least footy I've watched in a weekend in a while, um, just for various reasons, um, activities with the kids and, and and a few other bits and pieces. But uh, I did catch, um, obviously, the Broncos game. I, I caught a, a fair chunk of the Dragons game on Thursday as well. Uh, and little, uh, and I, I did see a good chunk of the Roosters-Eels game too, actually. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. Round 15, uh, Dragons. Smokes, why don't you take us through that one? Yeah, wow. Um, well, the funny thing is this, because uh, I was actually just up with the kids doing stuff, and I watched the replay a bit later on, and suddenly getting all these messages filtering in from Rand, like from different people. I think one of them might have been from you, Principal, just going, oh, glad I let my son tip for this game. I'm like, and then I got another message suggesting that it must be some sort of, some sort of like, you know, fast start from the Dragons. I looked the score up as 32-0 after 30 minutes. I'm like, what the, what the heck happened there? Um, Souths were absolutely dreadful. I ended up taking the game back to the start to watch it. I thought, I need to see how this transpired. They were dreadful. Uh, the halfback was hooked after 20-something minutes, which I don't know if that was necessarily the right thing, but either way, Cameron Murray was uncharacteristically poor. Um, Damien Cook was not very good. I don't know if they, if some of their players had an eye on origin, but they were woeful. And St George just took complete uh, advantage of how bad they were. And then the second half, they were able to switch off because they had a big enough lead. And Ben Hunt was great again. He was I, I, he did some really good defensive defensive decisions, so especially in the second half when Souths were trying to mount a bit of a comeback. Uh, but yeah, just I, I don't know if there's a I don't want to take too much away from St George. I just thought Souths was so bad. Yeah, it was, um, it was, Rabbitohs looked disinterested in that, that first half, basically. They sort of didn't really show up to play. It was, um, it was, it shows you how far they've fallen since last year. It just, this game was, um, this is a, this was a winnable game for them and probably one of the must wins, I think, for them to, to really push for that, you know, that bottom of the eight and, um, Mm. something that was definitely achievable, but they just, they didn't get close. No matter what yeah. the score finished, you know, they scored some tries in the second half. But, yeah, it's um, Walker is, you Still know, no struggling. Latrell Mitchell, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, no Latrell Mitchell. But, yeah, pretty much all across the park, they were just, it was, they were pretty poor. Mm. Um, yeah, they were. And Dragons were just, um, the more they scored, the more enthusiastic they got. They just, they just had so much yeah. energy. They just, that was it, was, it was really good to watch. It was a great sort of first half. You know, normally these smashings, yeah. it's, um... You know, it's not a, you sort of lose a bit of interest, but it was just interested to see how you you know how far the dragons could go. So, yeah, it's good, yep. good on the dragons. Yeah, and good on your son for tipping it. <laughs> how good! <laughs> I reckon not many other people tip them, so it was great. No, they wouldn't have. Yeah, well, no, you were the only one out of the four of us, so good on you. Uh, all right, Sea Eagles and Cowboys. Anyone watch this one? Ooh, he ni- my son nearly got this tip right too. Manly were right in this game. This is um this is actually incredible. This you know, Manly had the game in control and um what North Queensland scored three tries in probably probably five minutes or so. It was very quick mm. to a quick flourish of tries at the end of the game and, and yep. Cowboys ran away with it, which is um yeah, it was impressive. You, you know, when Cowboys scored I think they were twelve behind or whatever they were, fourteen behind I think at one stage and they um they scored yeah. a try and I thought, Oh, you know, there's you know, five minutes left or whatever it was, it was six minutes and um they just kept scoring. You know, every time they got the ball, they just they ran away with it and scored a try. It was, um, 
yeah, Seagulls fell in a bit of a heap there, but th- apart from that, the Manly were very good for the rest of the game. It was the most almighty of chokes. I mean, they, they were up 26 to 12 with seven minutes to go. And by the time the Cowboys hit the lead, there was still enough time for Manly to come back and win. Like, they, they still had about three, three and a half minutes up their sleeve. Like, what, what happened? And, oh, I'll tell you what, DCE, when it comes to this Sunday, I really hope you throw another pass to Valentine Holmes for a match-winning try. But at least this time he'll be on your team. Oh, <laughs> mate, what happened with that? I mean, they had the ball. 30 metres out, he didn't need, to, didn't need to throw the pass on the first tackle from the scrum, and then, oh, he got hit at the wrong moment, and then, I said this after the origin, I reckon Val Holmes, I, I think he goes a bit unnoticed for how damn quick he is, because no one got a hand on him, he blew, he blew past them all, um, yeah, the Cowboys, that, that's what happens though, when, you, when you're having a good season, and winning becomes a habit, you find a way to get out of that, I mean, it was a little... Uh, I mean, like the Broncos did it a few weeks back against the Gold Coast as well. I mean, when you're just having one of those good seasons and you, you fall behind like that, you can find a way to come back. So, you know, full credit to the Cowboys for doing it. They clearly weren't at their best. And the, the, I guess the big thing too is Ruben Cotter, um, you know, tweaking his hamstring in the warm-up. So he's obviously out of Origin 2 and, and probably Origin 3 as well. So that was the, uh, the other big thing to come out of, I guess, the warm-up to this game. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, Storm and Broncos. Smokes. I'll I'll let you take it. <laughs> All right. Before I really cut loose, first I'm just because I I was actually quite proud of the effort by by the Broncos. I mean, the Storm are our bogey team. They have been our bogey team since we beat them in in the grand final in 2006. I think since that game, we've only beaten them. I think maybe three times. Three times in the last 16 years. Um, which is quite an incredible record by Melbourne. Uh, it was down in Melbourne as well, without our captain and our strike centre and a couple of other guys. And look, they were still missing Pappenhausen, but they've probably been a bit more used to missing some strike weapons than what we are. And and we went toe to toe with them for most of this game, and uh, it was it was a strong effort. I thought our energy was a little bit down on previous weeks. And look, a, a part of that could could be due to the, the, the week before against Canberra. I mean, we had so many guys go off injured in that game that other guys had to play much bigger minutes. And they, they may have felt a little bit of fatigue. That might have been why the energy wasn't quite as high. But they, they still stayed with Melbourne. And, you know, you go down to Melbourne and you lose by, I think it was 12 points. That's not, that's not being disgraced at all. Uh, and now I can get into my being a supporter and whinging now. Uh the the fact is they got two tries from forward passes. There's no no one will convince me that the the uh, Jerome Hughes try at the end of the first half was not from a forward pass. It was a great movement by Melbourne, but it doesn't matter how good the movement if the if the pass goes forward, it's forward. Uh, and then when they were up twenty to sixteen, uh, Justin Nolan threw a pass that went even more forward, and it was just let go. And that that effectively ended the game as a contest because uh, at that point Melbourne had too big a lead for the Broncos to be able to to come back in such short amount of time. The other thing, and, and I look, it's hard to group the Broncos in those lower ranked teams now because they've had such a good year, and to talk about the unconscious bias. But every single fifty-fifty call, like I mean, the fact that the Broncos, I think, did three captains' challenges to get obvious decisions overturned, shows that the referee had a clear. So I shouldn't say clear bias. I don't think he's, he was biased, but just this this set of oh, okay, Melbourne must be correct there because it's Melbourne, uh, and then. Our last try, I mean, it was quite obviously a try, but he, he sent it up as a no try. It was overturned by the bunker, and we were awarded the try. And, and, but in the first half, Melbourne went uh, for the corner, clearly knocked the ball on by, by, bounce, by basketball bouncing on it. He, he awarded the try, but thankfully the bunker overturned it. So, I mean, if we didn't have the, if we didn't have the bunker now to overturn these decisions, Brisbane would have lost that game by more, and it would not have been justified. So... Anyway, that's that's my rant. I just I can't stand playing them because we never get any rubber the green against them ever. Praising the br- the bunker, I never thought I'd. Hear yeah, that. I know, I know. It's that's that's how bad it was. <laughs> All right, <laughs> principal. Any uh, other comments? No, I mean Broncos did really well actually. You know, as much as I don't care if they win or lose normally, but you know they did well against the Storm. But yeah, they were definitely that Olin one was probably. 
that was really bad. That was oh, similar. Was the so Raiders had one last week, I think it was, or yeah. the week before. <clears throat> that was really forward as well. And yeah, you know when you got the touch judge and you got the referee running alongside them. Well, what do the touch <laughs> judges you know, do? Yeah, what they, do they, they actually don't do anymore. Yeah. Um, the Jerome Hughes one, yeah, that was that was less forward, but you could argue that probably either way. Mm. But I thought it was forward as well. So, oh, they got close, and you know what? The they're going to be in the mix. Too. They'll be. Oh, yeah, I think we certainly show we get a couple of those guys back, which we will, uh, I believe, after against the Cowboys next weekend. Um, we'll, we'll certainly, that'll be a great game, us against the Cowboys. I think that's going to be a, an absolute ripper. But the other one too, Melbourne's first try was a little bit dicey. The, the barge over try, when they showed the replay, it looked like he bobbled it. it. looked like he may have lost possession of the ball, but nothing was really... There's always, well, I was going to say this week, but next week, you know... Uh... Uh, all right, Sharks and Titans. Um, Principal, do you watch this one? Result was as, as expected. Sharks are still doing all right. Titans are they're coming last, I think, still. So they're um, yeah, yeah. It's putting lots of that. lots of pressure on their coach. I think if it keeps going this way, I think we have a story yeah. with that actually. Yeah, well, look, it, it wasn't a look. I didn't see the game, but it it obviously wasn't a very convincing performance by Cronulla. I mean, they're up against a team coming last and. Then he sort of scraped home. There was a bit of a controversial thing at the end of the game, which wouldn't have made a difference to the result. But I think where Matt Moylan knocked the ball on, then the Titans picked it up and they ran 95 metres and put an absolute ripper of a try. But then it got overturned because I said, oh, no, once Matt Moylan knocked the ball on, then that would, that nullified, that, that ended the play and they had to call a scrum. They couldn't allow it to be play on. So... Uh, yeah, but you know, apart from that, I don't think there's too much to talk about with this game. The Titans really struggling. Uh, all right, New Zealand Warriors versus the Panthers. That's Ugh. another sort of top next. to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, next. Yep. Didn't watch any no of problems. it. Didn't care to. We knew, we knew yeah. it was going to be yeah. about this scoreline, and it was. All right. Uh, Eels and Roosters. I wish Fennel was here to... <laughs> oh, one of your principles, expert analysis of this gripping contest. Oh, look, it definitely wasn't... It's definitely not an expert analysis, but this is actually... <laughs> this is actually, you know... Putting my hatred aside of of the Roosters aside, uh, this is actually probably the the match of the round. This game is actually really high quality. You you wouldn't have known the Roosters were struggling the way they were playing against the Eels, and you know the Eels bounced back from uh, the the previous week as well. So losing against the the Bulldogs, but yeah, it was good. It just you know, in the end, Roosters it, it just couldn't. I don't know if they're just missing that class or whatever it is. They just couldn't couldn't. Get it across the line, and you know Parramatta played really well in this game. Um, who was it? The Ryan Madison was really good in this game as well. Prior to getting dropped for the Blues, so yeah. What are your thoughts? So, so, so is his ex Blues teammate uh, Regal Campbell, Regan Campbell Gillard was pretty good as well, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah, he was great. Uh, All the fours are good in this game. Yeah. Look, I mean, it was it was interesting because I mean, yeah, you're right. It was a pretty pretty um, high quality contest. Uh, which didn't surprise me from the Eels because they do that. They, they they step up pretty much against the, the higher teams and, and drop their bundle in games that they should win comfortably. But uh, the first half, the Eels were putting on some insanely good tries. And the Roosters, I felt, were just hanging on by the skin of their teeth just to sort of stay with them, even though they were playing fairly good themselves. But uh, And then... I think the Roosters got one early in the second half that sort of made you think, well, could they mount a comeback? But then... After so many points in the first 45, 50 minutes, there was none in the last 30 minutes of the game, uh, which is interesting. But, uh, yeah, look, Parramatta were, were pretty good. The Roosters, they've dropped out of the eight now, and I can't see them getting back next round because they've got Penrith up next, unless a host of Panthers players in the origin get injured. Uh, I think they'll probably find their way back in the eight eventually, but they, they can't. They're now in a position where they cannot drop games that they are expected to win. That, that's the problem with dropping out of the eight now. You don't have that luxury of... Uh, I, th- I think you guys have drawn level with them, haven't you? Or, or you're close to them? Yeah, you're, you're the, behind the for and against. Yeah, yeah the Raiders, they, they've joined that sort of logjam of teams on the mm. same points. But they're, um, it's going to make it really difficult. I think... Do the Roosters play the Raiders again? I'm not sure. But they, you know, they're going to really have to... It's probably going to come down to that South game at the end of the year as well, which sort of makes that a cracker of a game because South's yep. going to be thereabouts as well. So... Um, I think they play the Dragons as well coming up. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yep. It's it's actually it's quite fascinating because there's so many, you know, those four or five teams 
hmm. sort of vying for those last two positions. Yeah. It's going to be makes it really interesting because the other teams are pretty much locked in now. I think I think Souths. I actually think Souths and the Dragons will drop out because their draws are tougher than what the Roosters and the Raiders have coming up. So whilst the Roosters have got, have got Penrith coming up next, and they do have a couple of other hard games, they've got games that they should win as well. So yeah. I think they play the Dragons too. Like they they play a couple of those teams in that mix, like the Dragons, South Sydney. Uh, so they play a couple of those teams, and and I tend to think. When it comes to those moments, the Roosters will probably get get those teams on their day. So, but uh, yeah, it's 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 um, they they can't afford to lose games that they should win. Now they 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 may rue losing to, against like the Dogs, for example, and the Mighty Raiders as well, and the Mighty Raiders. We are over halfway through the season, aren't we? Right? Yeah, a bit over halfway now. Yeah, they've played. I think everyone's played uh, fourteen games. Is it? Well, there was the week of buys, but... Well, yeah. sorry, yeah, there's, I think there's been 15 rounds, so you've either played... 15 rounds, yes. It's just about to, yeah, even itself up, but, you know, I'd just like to highlight that Roosters, no matter how much money they got to spend, no matter how much they pay off the refs, they get their 50-50 calls, go in their way, can't even... They're still out of the eight, and I, I predicted last week they're going to miss the eight, and what a sweet thing that would be. It would be hilarious. Hello, really Phantom. These are big words coming from the Raiders supporter who's also the same like <laughs> same number of points. But anyway, I'm, as a Raiders supporter, I'm quite used to being out of the eight, right? But like Roosters, <laughs> you know, this is a big deal for the Roosters if they're not coming. If you know, they yeah, obviously didn't. Maybe they got a bit tight this year and didn't didn't send enough checks across to the appropriate <laughs> people. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they haven't cleared yet. Uh, well, onto the Raiders uh, and the Knights. Uh, oh Principal, your Raiders got up. Oh dear! I mean, oh, I looked at the score I... at full time. I, I totally forgot this game was on. I was like, "Oh shit!" They only just got home at the death. You know what? I thought we'd move past this. The Raiders have, you know, the last five, the last five weeks or four <laughs> weeks, we've, they've become a footy team again, right? Where we play one half and then we play the next half, and then you know they they play eighty <clears> minutes and we're all happy. I'm happy, even when they lost against the Broncos. Mildly happy, not with the result, but at least it was a competition. This just went back to the start of the year. They, the first half nights were poor. They, they were, they were just as bad as um, South in that that Dragons game. And Raiders, um, Raiders went up at half time, and really they were they should have been more. They were 14 points ahead at half time. They Raiders probably had opportunities to score another couple of tries in addition to that as well. So it should have been a lot more. Um, and then they did the classic uh, fall asleep for the second half. They dropped the ball. They went back to the dropsies and all the other things they've had mm. earlier in the year. And the Knights just came back. And I think Kalen Ponga was feeling pretty pretty average in this game. I think he was sick. And he played anyway. And he was really struggling that first half. But in the second half, he sort of... He, I don't know if he's feeling better or whatever happened. He started to to become his usual self, and he was involved a lot. So, yeah, Raiders were lucky. It was um, Hudson Young, who I've called for State of Origin early in the year. Lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, maybe more deserving than someone like Angus Crichton. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) We um, Victor the Conflictor. He he did a bit of a, a coach heart attack moment, putting a grubber in on the third tackle, the last set of the game. Put a kick in for himself. Very high-risk play, but it paid off. So I think that's the type of player he is. And, you know, he he, he said it after the game. Now, that's what he practices. He practices, practices that a lot at training. So, yeah, it was an excellent yep. move. It was, um, what a way to finish the game. Um, but I pretty much resigned to losing that game when I was watching it with the Knights coming back. But anyway, it was a great game. It was great that they won, at least. So good on them. They it's need two, to win these games. Two points. And, yeah, yep. that's it. And then now they've just got to back it up in a fortnight against the Dragons and um, happy days. Mm. I mean, I saw, a f- I was, yeah, I saw a few of the highlights. I didn't didn't have a chance to watch the games. I was out, but uh, it looked like um, there was one point the Knights almost set up like try of the year, but it got um, pulled just short. I think it started with Milford putting through a kick and and then there was a, a flurry of passes and, and they ended up falling just short of, uh, of or I think the Raiders scooped it up the end or something. It was... Um, so it looked like Milford was maybe finding a little bit of form, which is um, good for him. So, And then our last game, uh, the Bulldogs and the West Tigers. Uh, Bulldogs won. Yeah. 
They're on a roll. They've won two in a row. <laughs> and then climbed up yeah. to 13th on the ladder. They basically swapped positions with the Tigers with that win, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They still have eight points to just afford against. Isn't it interesting, though, because I think they only played each other about three or four weeks ago, and the Tigers gave them a bit of a, bit of a touch-up, because that was the first game uh, after Trent Barrett was sacked. Uh, mm. They played the Tigers, and they got a bit of a thumping. And then, what, three weeks later, uh, they, they reversed it on them. Yeah, these draws are a bit crazy. They play the same team three. So it's very weird. Yeah, I because it happened with you guys early too. You played the Cowboys like in the space yeah. of a month twice, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, yeah. It's um this. It's interesting. The Bulldogs now with Mick Potter as a coach, they're looking more likely um, to one score points, and two they yeah. you know they've they've been able to defend a bit as well. So it's um it's interesting. That they've they've somehow pulled it together, you know, some of the players that should have been stepping up earlier in the year, they seem to be firing mm. a bit at the moment. I mean, Matt Burton's yeah. been good the whole year, that's why he's got into Origin. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's interesting that you know, yeah, it's probably not feeling awesome right now <laughs> that they're starting to oh, win. Definitely. And, and they're looking they're looking like a completely different footy team. And you look at the teams below them. No, there's no way Titans should be coming last. I don't know how yeah. they should be. You know, they're they're under so much pressure the way they're going. Like the dogs were tipped to to do much better than they have the previous couple of seasons because of the recruits they've made, and they've, maybe they're now finally starting to to get it together. But um, you know, it was like with due respect, it was only the Tigers they beat. So, and I know they beat Parramatta the week before, but I want, I want to see them do it a couple more times before getting too excited. But I think you're right, though. They're certainly playing. A more attractive brand of footy. They can actually score points now. I think that's the difference. They seem to be able to score points, which yeah, they were they're, struggling. They're, 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 they're at least a threat to the opposition's defence now. So, round fifteen. Let's see. Phantom got four out of eight. Principal <laughs> got five out of eight. Smokes got six, and I got seven. So four, five, six, seven. For knowing what you're doing. That's yeah, it. it's good, eh? Uh, and then season wide, uh, Smokes still way ahead, eighty seven. Out of 117, then me, 82, then Principal, 75, and then Phantom, 74. Ooh, you've come off the bottom of the ladder. You're Woohoo, not coming last. It was looking pretty average. He's the people's tipster. Been falling behind, exactly, falling behind, falling behind the Phantom. It was just not good. Oh, yeah, that happened to me That happened to me last year, but around about this time I overtook him, and then, yeah, he'll die in the arse now. He's a sprinter. He's not a marathon man. <laughs> yep. No, he's never been... Yeah. All right. Uh, power rankings. I finally found them after, I think, a two-week hiatus. So we'd have to give our professional opinions about, you know, unbiased opinions about who, who we think's ranked where. Um, we can actually go through what Fox Studio said is the ranking. So uh, Roosters are 11th this week. They are down two spots, I guess, after uh, last week's terrible game that they uh, just dropped down a bit. Uh, do you want? We think that's fair. Well, yeah, probably. Seems, but, on form. But, yeah. Take, well, the yeah. Take the bias yeah, out. Take the bias out. That's correct. That's right. That's right. Yeah, thought, ten to eleven. Might say something ten like or that. eleven is about right. Uh, the Raiders are in position eight. They are up two spots from last week. And I, I don't know if last week was three weeks ago or if there was these articles. I think this written, is but... actually like posted today. This one because I did see it. Yeah, this one was posted today, but are yeah. they talking about last? week? Yeah, I think they are. I think they did put one up last week, but it was like later than normal. That's why we didn't have it. Oh, okay. Yeah. No problems. Um, yeah. I think Raiders are eight where they yeah. are. I reckon they're probably yeah. a couple of those teams in actual, you know, compared to what they're yeah. on the ladder. On form they are. You've won, I think, yeah. five of your last seven or something like that, haven't you? Yeah. So you're actually in pretty good form. And Broncos fifth. That's I think that's probably fair. Uh, on, on more, probably more on the basis that we still got a couple of guys out injured and we need to get them back into the team. So, yeah, I think that's probably about right. And the top three, Panthers, Cowboys, Storm, I think that's probably accurate. Just copy and paste that one, two, three for the rest of the year. It's probably not going to change too much. It's just the other teams getting close. Well, I think Storm and Cowboys might flip between Storm yeah. might, the might two. peg them back or, you know, Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, news articles, I mean, we've got a little bit about some coaches and some you know, Titans and stuff. But let's really talk about game two, the Blues versus the Maroons. The team list was announced. This is what it's about, baby. This is what it's about, baby. State of origin. 
Wow, look at all those ins for the Blues. My goodness. Oh, right, yes. Did they, did they, yes, did, well, that's one of our articles, isn't it? Did they, uh, did they like lose by 30? Changes. Like, Principal, did they lose by 30 in game one? Like, well, I like, think um, Brad Fittler was watching, like, a game from back five, six years ago oh. when they were getting smashed. Because this, yeah, it's, it's some of these selections sort of just do my head in a bit. I cannot understand some of these these things, dropping stags. And um, I like Burton being in the team, actually. I think I, I like that idea. Um, but dropping stags is an interesting one. I don't know what, what he, else he could have done. Um, yeah, I'll ask you say? this. I'll ask you this. Because, yeah, look, seven changes. to and, and, look, seven changes to the squad. I think it's five changes to the 17 that will play. Just for, taking that out of it for a second, uh, do you think that it's a better 17 or a weaker 17 than game one? I think it is a better team. They probably stuffed up the first team. Mm. Um, mm. I don't lo- I, Some of the people, yeah. There's still some issues it's, it's, with it, though, isn't there? Yeah, I, I don't love the bench. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think other that's than, an interesting one. Other than one. having Coruscant, although he's starting now, isn't he, Coruscant? I, I love that Coruscant's starting. I think yeah. after the first game, we, we were discussing that, <clears> that <throat> you know, having the two-hooker rotation instead mm. of potentially that, um, you yeah. know, that number 14, like a high. So having a centre, yeah. Give, yeah. And then give that Damien Cook that room to come off the bench and just do that. You know what he does, yeah. that running game. I think that's, that's yeah. really good. Um, I think if they were dropping anyone, Stephen Crichton should have been dropped. His performance in the first mm. game. It's his first game. Yep. But, so it was Tony Staggs. The only issue yep. he did was, the only thing he did he wrong in, was get he, injured. And now he's perfectly injured, healthy. And yep. he's probably been getting better for the Broncos over the years. So if you pick him it, in game one, yeah. why do you not pick him here? And well, then, you know, the Crichton thing, I think it's just Penrith's influence, like getting more Penrith people in the team, which I think... Mm. You should have done that at the start, or we just run with the similar team. Yeah, I think someone yep. like Ryan Madison and Campbell Gillard. It's interesting. They needed to get Jake Trojevich back. I thought they could have done yep. that at the expense of Tarek Sims. Yeah, maybe get that. What I'm worried about, I think, you know, as a, a squad and as a team, there's so much disruption now compared to game one. They're going to go mm. in. They, you know, it's basically it's a very different team now, and um, yeah, yeah, where. That's not ideal when you're one game down. You've got to win this to keep the series alive. And Queensland have got a very yep. stable team, pretty much. It's only through injury. I think they've they've swapped over a player. So yeah, it's very interesting. yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, well, Queensland to the seventeen have only made two changes, and they're both injury force. Xavier Coates, who obviously got injured during the game, and Ruben Cotter, who got who we mentioned before, got injured in the warm up for the Cowboys game on on Friday. So the players who have come in. Uh, you've got uh, Murray Tal- uh, Tala- uh, Talagi, uh, who's coming onto the wing, who's been in excellent form for the Cowboys. Uh, I think it was really a, probably a toss of the coin between him and Corey Oates. Tal- uh, Murray got it because he was in the squad for game one. I think Billy was very, very much about, well, he was in the squad, therefore he's slightly ahead in my books. And, and that, that means that Corey Oates comes into the extended squad, which is... Um, you know, which is pretty handy if one of those wingers gets injured before before the game starts. And then the other the other change was uh, obviously Ruben Cotter with the injury. So Jai Arrow comes in, and Jai Arrow is a very experienced Origin player. So I don't think they lose a lot with Jai coming in. They've just tweaked things slightly in that uh, in that Jai will come off the bench. So Lindsay Collins will start at prop, and uh, Big Tino will move to lock forward, which doesn't really change the way he plays. He'll still be playing up the middle. So. Yeah, as you said, Queensland pretty settled. I look at the New South Wales team, yeah, it, it, I think overall it probably is a slightly better team, but there's still, for me, there's still issues with it. I, I agree with you completely. If they were going to drop one, like Jack White obviously misses out because of catching COVID, so Matt Burton coming in makes perfect sense to me. That That's a, a very, like, he played left centre all year for Penrith last year. He was the Dally M centre of the year. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Uh but if you were going to drop one of the other two centres, it should have been Stephen Crichton. Because as you said, all Stags did wrong was get injured after 50 minutes. Up until then, he looked pretty good. When or The only two things I remember Steve Crichton doing in game one when he came on to replace him, his first involvement in the game, he did a high tackle, giving away a penalty. And the only other thing I remember is him running the ball at one point in the second half and uh, Cameron Munster stealing it off him. Yeah, I don't, I, remember, dropped... I don't remember him doing anything else. I think he dropped the ball as well, so... Yeah, yeah, you know what I, I found also interesting? When Jack White's mm. back for game three, he'll go straight in. 
they've yeah. got to drop another centre. It just well, that's it. it does and my and head in, right? In. So yeah. you, you're looking at if Matt Burton goes, you know, he'd be most the most most likely. But you would have thought in this game they could have just done the Crichton Stags centre combination. I know mm. I'd prefer Matt Burton, but just for yeah. some cohesion. And then you've got Jack comes back, and then you know, yeah. So next next game Jack will go in. They have to put him yeah, back. He'll, in. He's fantastic. Yeah. So then they've got to get someone else out. So it's another. You know, you just. It's going to be well, so I guess what changes. they what they could potentially do is if if Burton has a very strong game, and Whiten comes back, maybe Whiten becomes the number fourteen. Yeah, yeah they, they could, could definitely do, do what they do because he can. Well, either of them could do it because they can both cover in the halves and in the centres, and they can probably both they can probably both cover at fullback if they needed to. So you could probably sl- slot either of them into number fourteen. But I guess the other, look, I do like the inclusion of Coruscant. I've got to admit, look, there's no question you guys are just copying what we did in game one. Uh, the double hooker uh, approach, which is fine, you know, you know, you want you you want to try and copy the best. That's fine, I get it. Uh, but uh, look, but I think it's a smart move. That that's that's certainly better than having a centre on the bench, which just made no sense. I do agree with Jake Trebojevic coming back into the side. I don't agree with him being a prop. He's a back rower. Put him in the back row. Like I know he plays a lot up the middle, but. It's not like he's a big guy. And all of a sudden, you've got him as a starting prop. You've only got one other prop on the bench, I think. And that's, um, who was it? Uh, Paulo. Paulo, yeah. I think that's the, the interesting thing. We put in Talakai on the bench as well. So, you know, I think that's, he, he's a well, centre. He plays centre now. He can play in the center. forwards at a pinch. But he's yeah. he plays centre. Then you've got Damien Cook. So you've got Angus Crichton somehow. Angus Crichton is not some, in great form. I wouldn't have picked got, him. He's got something on Brad Fittler, so he's worked his way oh, into the does. team. Oh, he does. Well, he's a rooster. Yeah. He's a rooster. Yeah. He's a rooster. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, that, that's so you got, kind of facts. It's, it's the interest. It, it feels a bit light. I reckon they're a bit light yeah. in the um. They are. I think in, they on are. The bench, and and, and Ta- Talakai, as you mentioned, I mean, he's been playing central all year. I know he's played back on the past, but uh, the, a guy they dropped, Katoni Staggs, about a month ago took him on and completely outplayed him. But apparently he deserves a spot in the 17 now. I don't... It just doesn't make sense to me. So, look, I think I think Fittler... And, and the article, the first article, which we basically touch on now, with, with them talking about the seven changes and Brandy Alexander trying to say it's not panicking, well, it is panicking. They know they've only got a week to prepare. They've got less time to prepare for this game than Origin 2. And they are desperately hoping... To lot, like they've stacked the team with Penrith players, or and and Matt Burton, who's a former Penrith player, hoping that that combination will set them right in a short turnaround. Yeah, I think that's. And if it doesn't, I, and if it doesn't work, they're screwed because that's the series. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, New South Wales did lose, right? So they got to change up something. And seven, what's the right number? Seven, five. Look, I, I, don't know. I probably would have changed two or three. I would have, I would have got rid of. Um, I would have brought Coruscant in. I think that was a good idea, and I would have dropped Crichton. I would have brought Jake Trebojevic in for Tarek Sims, and that might have been. Have and and I like probably, that. I probably Just would have. I, I would have dropped one of the one of the Parramatta forwards for someone else as well, which they, which they have done that. So I would have probably made three changes, but anyway. Yeah, but you know, I'm um, going for Queensland, so you know, whatever, do what you want. In do saying want. that. How embarrassing when New South Wales beat you with our weird mixed up Penrith team. Look, We're going to call the thing them. Is, the you, you could do New it. South Wales Pen. Panthers. You could, you could do it because if, if, if the New South Wales Panthers, if those Panthers players all click, uh, they, they could absolutely just have one of those games where it all, where it all clicks and works for them. Uh, but, you know, does that stuff at club level, is it guaranteed to work at origin level? Well, not necessarily. You know, so the, we'll see. We'll it's an interesting thing putting, you know, putting such a focus on that because the other teams that don't play for Penrith, they're obviously going to play a, a Penrith-style game mm. with that many Penrith players, you would be, you know, they would be playing whatever, you know, that general pen, yeah. Penrith, Penrith way they're doing it. So, yeah, yeah. it makes it, uh, it's interesting. The other the other players have sort of got to follow that and understand yeah, what's adjust. happening. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. But, you know, go the Blues. Speaking of the Blues, the NRL refutes Brad, Brad Fittler's claims of a slow rock in the game one of Origin. I hijacked this section of the articles because I had to put this in there. I am sick to death of hearing every f***ing wanker who is involved with the New South Wales Blues side and all the, idiot and the idiots in the media who keep letting him do it blaming 
the game one loss on a, on Queensland apparently holding them down in the tackle and oh we were too nice to Queensland we were letting them get up too quickly. Newsflash. No, you weren't. Queensland's forwards were more dominant. That's why they were getting up quicker. And I love the fact that Graham Annesley, and this is what the article touched on, he's come out and just, just laid out all the raw data and said, well, actually, the average play the ball speed for Queensland in game one was 3.32 seconds. For New South Wales, it was 3.42. So 0.1 seconds. So what Fitler is saying is that extra 0.1 of a second that it was taking New South Wales to get up and play the ball is why they lost. Give me a break. He also, suge- he also said that the game was clearly played at a much faster intensity than, than NRL games. So this nonsense saying that Queensland were holding down, sorry, but the stats and the data just doesn't back it up. And is Freddie just trying to come up with an excuse because he's nervous because this Queensland team is a very good Queensland team? You know what's nice, though, in this? You know, the lead-up to the first game, there was just nothing. Everyone was very... You know, it's all fine. Oh, it's more you know, fired all, up now, yeah. We're all friends. <laughs> we, you know, we're starting to get to that bit where it's a bit yeah. more fight. There's this. This is not really. This is. It's not really a go at Queensland. It's a go at the refs. But you know, they're putting yeah. this into it. There's getting a bit more dialogue. Yeah. There's you now. Yeah. Now we're sort of seeing the two teams face off before the game as well. You know, there's this war mm. of words starting to. It's yeah. a pretty. It's pretty light on, like to, compared to what it has been in the past. But oh, yeah. you know, there's but at least it's there's something. this. It's something. We're also getting, there's now, you know, there's focus on um, Liam Martin. There's, you know, we've yep. got what, you Police know, Liam Martin's a grub. We've got, yeah, we've got a yep. few things like that. So it's going back and forth a bit there. So it seems, at least oh, it's, good. you know, this is what we want. We just needed a little bit more. Just amp it up a yep. bit. Come on, just get yep. some. Yep. Get, where's Gallon? Yep. Paul Gallon, he's got to come oh, on I know. I can't, oh, you know what the sad thing is? I was come thinking on. the same thing. I was like, oh, I used to hate him when he was around. It's like, you know what, at, at least he sparks some conversation. You know what we need? It just needs to be on the coaching staff, not because I like him, but just so we can face the media. They say put some, him up and just some, go, yeah. just go. Yeah. Give him, give him, NRL can give him another 10 grand or whatever they gave him last time to call yep. Queensland yep. two heads. And yep. um, he can go, go and insult the two heads a bit more. Exactly. Well, before we get off the set of Origin, uh, I've got this one last article about the Origin. Uh, the real grub of Origin revealed... Is this uh, some little grubby, nitpicky antics that Liam Martin was doing in Game 1? Uh, you know, little facials and a bit of late last-minute sort of like forearms to the face, which, which you know, players are going to do that in Origin games, and, and Queensland have done that to, I guess, to try and counteract Freddie's, oh, they're lying on us in the ruck, we want more penalties, or Queensland are, you know, fighting back with the, well, we want more penalties for this guy being a grub, and... Now the Blues are accusing Felice Cafusi of being a grub, and there's just lots of grubs. Maybe they, should, they shouldn't grubs. be the it shouldn't be the Queensland cane toads and the New South Wales cockroaches. It's just the Queensland grubs and the New South Wales grubs. Yeah, they um, just grubs everywhere. Grub. It's funny that they're just it's just setting the referees up. You know, putting this this dialogue yeah. into the conversation. You've got this basically the refs are you know, I mean, coaches have done this forever. You know about players oh, yeah. and different things. Yeah. You know, they yep. they say, oh, you know, all these things got missed. He's such a grub player. And then the ref sort of got that in the back of their mind. And yeah. It's, um, but, yeah, need a bit more of it. Come on, there's got to be some – just someone just go say something about Munster or something. Just really fire up yep. Queensland. Queensland yep. can say something about uh, – Moving on, Tigers facing a $1.1 million head, headache with one man to decide Brooks' future. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, thought we better do some non-origin stuff. So, Luke Brooks, looks like he's finally going to get dropped from first grade. Uh, it's probably fair enough. Uh, he's not in great form. He's in a pretty ordinary team. And, and I guess Brett Kamali's trying to assert a bit of authority, I suppose. Uh, look, I think he wants out of the place too. So, you know, I guess the next couple of months might be interesting to see if a team wants to try and pick him up. I mean, maybe the Dolphins, maybe someone like, maybe the Bulldogs, I don't know. What, what are you thinking? Principles? Good move, bad move? Drop him, punch him, what do you reckon? I think he'd be great at the Dolphins. Mm. Under Wayne Bennett. Under he Wayne, needs a, yep. He needs a change. Just, you know. Yeah. The, the, probably the only problem with going to the Dolphins is the way their team's coming, you know, shaping up, they're going to struggle yeah. to, to be competitive in the first couple of seasons. Yeah. So, that yep. would not be great for him to go to another team that hasn't is not it's having success. Yeah. He's never played yep. finals footy, so no, nah, that's um, right. He, I mean, he would he would be 
such a great player under someone at, at you know, say the Storm. If you could go under yeah. Craig Bellamy in that oh, in a yeah. successful team, he'd be fantastic. Yep. I think, but um, I think someone like the Dolphins will probably pick him up and. Maybe the, the Newcastle like they did. I think probably Tigers are probably regretting not letting him go early this year yeah. when he wanted these asked for a few releases, but he definitely needs a change. It's just not working at the Tigers anymore, and they just need a complete I someone, overhaul. I think someone made the point. Like, imagine if they had sort of held on to Tedesco and Mitchell Moses and those, like, because now they're playing so much better footy. Could that have seen him have a, a bit of a different, uh, some different results uh, for himself personally. Like maybe he would have turned out to have had a bit of a more successful career if those guys were still playing alongside him. But uh, anyway, yeah, but... It, it is what it is. But yeah, I think, he, need, he needs to move on, I think. And, and I, I don't place all the blame on him. I actually tend to think he's probably not that bad a player, actually. But he's just in a very, very poor system. And he needs to get out and have a change. You can't just consistently lose year in, year out. Never play finals footy. He's getting... He's what halfway, more than halfway through his career in rugby league, and um, and stay fresh and hungry. It's just you know, it definitely needs a change, and it'll be good for the Tigers. It'll be good for um, for Brooks as well. Well, speaking of the Dolphins, uh, the NRL's under fire for Dolphins' problem that can't be ignored. Basically, what we're saying here um, that they can't get a full team together. Segway. Yeah, I, I definitely think. You know, I think a lot of other competitions, the 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 governing body sort of helps out the team, and mm. you know, AFL do yep. draft pick type things, and you know, without the support, it's obviously it's been they've found it really difficult, and yep. um, more difficult than probably anyone sort of anticipated, just to get get some marquee players. They've got middle of the range mm. sort of players have been able to pick up, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, you know, wow. it's going to be it's not going to be great them just coming in. You know, bottom of the table for the first couple of seasons. It's you know, it's not going to. Yeah, but you can't expect them to be top of the bloody uh, top four or something with the first year in. I mean, Wayne Bennett's a great coach. I know that, but you know, take some average players, make them great. But even even the NRL in the past, when they've introduced new teams, have usually given them things like salary count dispensations. So they'll be like, okay, for the first however many years, you get an increased salary cap, just so you can actually attract players. And then by the time you, they've, their contracts are up, you will have developed some of your own players and, and, and things will have balanced itself out. I'm sure they did that for the Gold Coast Titans. I'm sure they gave them, whether it was, whether it was salary cap dispensation or something else, but they gave them something. And, and they did it back, I think back in the mid-90s, they introduced four teams, like the Warriors and the Cowboys and a couple of others. I'm sure they gave them plenty of time to actually get squads together. I mean, I heard something suggested that maybe the, the the Dolphins should have been given two years to get their, their team up and running rather than the one. Maybe there's some merit behind that. Uh, but, yeah, they're sort of falling into the... Tr- yeah. I, I think yeah. it's bad timing also because, you know, all the key sort of marquee players are coming off contract. Coming off, yeah. 23, 23. So they're yeah. a year... They've got this year where they, they can sign a monster, right? But he's not playing until... Their second year in the comp, unless yep. you know they could negotiate, but I don't think it's going to happen. So, you know, they, it's sort of if you look at all the players coming off contract now for twenty twenty three, there's heaps of them. The co- yeah, players yeah. coming off contract this year, it's just it's not going to happen unless they can convince it's, a player to cut a contract short and yep. move across. So, well, and maybe yeah, that's something that they should have allowed the ti- uh, the I keep saying the Titans, the Dolphins to do. They maybe they should have said, well, you know what? Yeah, obviously, if anyone's uh, off contract in 2024, uh, sorry, at the end of 2023, you can't talk to them until November this year. But for the Dolphins, we're going to let you talk to whoever you want. If you can convince anyone to break their contract now and their club allow, like, we'll, we'll allow you to talk to them. Like, you know, it's still up to the club if they'll break it, but maybe they should have, made, like, some. then they could have said, okay, we're going to have serious talks to Cameron Munster because they can't offer him money at the moment. They, they, can dis- they can ask him if he's interested when he can talk about it, but he can't actually have official talk, so maybe they should have said, "No, we're going You can offer dollars now." So and it's too anyway. it's too late by the time that they all come out in November. Like they can negotiate yeah. from November, but then yeah. that's you've got to have your team ready for preseason training. So well, that's right. It does you know, yeah, exactly. Doesn't really work. Yep. But anyway, interesting yeah. problem. Right. Interesting problem. Mm. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon next year. After, under Wayne Bennett, they'll do all right. They'll go top they'll eight. They'll go, okay. I'm putting that prediction out there. Top eight. Well, they, they, uh, I, I, I won't see them finishing last, anyway. They, they, they'll, they'll, yeah, 
I'm not saying winning. Yeah. I'm just saying they'll get in the yeah. top eight and then probably get kicked out first round. Of Our host is putting all do. his beer. He's going to do beer bets next year. He's going to go all in. On Royal Dolphins. The Dolphins. Dolphins, Dolphins, Dolphins yeah. for the title. No, no, no. Wayne Bennett. Let's go off for Wayne Bennett. Wayne. He's not there. Forget about him. Uh, Grandpa Wayne. Cooper. All right. Um, Supercoach updates. Folks, do you uh, yeah, do, um, do good this week? Dis- yeah, despite scoring over 1,000 points, uh, we lost. And we lost oh, by, so by a reasonable margin too, which was a shame. Uh, but that's okay. Look, uh Going to wait and see how the origin pans out on Sunday, see if there's any injuries and whatnot, and we will be making some serious trades. Serious trades. Right. We're going to be really Brent, looking Brent at who style. the... Yeah. Oh, that's the it. Fitler style. We, we'll be, it's going to be a whole... Yep, yep. Uh, uh, but, you know, but, I'll, but in fact, no, no, what I'll say officially is there won't be wholesale changes. <laughs> there won't be wholesale <laughs> changes. Uh, hold my beer. Seven gone! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh well, last week's beer bets, Smokes basically just won everything, so yeah, nice work. Although White was a late uh-huh. scratching, so come on, that's a bit hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you on. lost by default. You lost by default. <laughs> oh, so frustrating for many I, I different put the, reasons. Uh, the who scored just to make sure, and I couldn't even see him there. I'm like, oh, what happened? And then see, I if you had that, if you had that bet with Sportsbet, you would have got your money back. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately, right. we're not as kind as uh, sports bet, so tough luck. This week's beer bets, I guess it's going to have to be State of Origin based, right? Yes, it will be. Let's have a look at the origin. Let me think. How gem- generous go- am I to you boys? Minimum I'm four beers, do- I think. But I'm, my beer bet is going to be Burden to score a double. Oh, yeah, I'll take it. I reckon he's a bit I'll- uh, Jack White like, um, which he'll, he'll now, run the fair- ball and try and score. Phantom, despite having no beers left, did say that he was going to... I think he said his beer bet was going to be something Burton-related too. But, you know, he's got no beers, so I guess he can't. Uh, my beer bet, since I have so many to spend, uh, I will go four beers. Uh, I assume yours is four beers too, Principal. But, yeah, uh, four, four beers. beers on... On... Who's in a winger? Talungi. Murray Talungi to score a double. There you go. So I'll match your double with my own double. So we go on the debutants for doubles. Doubles all around. Debutants for doubles. Right. Debutants for doubles. Love it. That's all right. Uh, Principal push up challenge. I'm assuming you're hitting the home stretch of that, right? Uh, we it finishes are you dying? on. Yes, I'm definitely dying. <laughs> I finished there. <laughs> Today was 210. It was a struggle. I did oh. them just before we started recording this and. I'm in a world of pain. Now, why are you looking so my squirrel? Whole body, my, um, <laughs> my whole body has given up on me. We've got two days. It, it finished on Friday, so we've got two days left after today. And um, I can't wait for it to be over. But nice. it's all good for, for a good cause. So when I've busted my shoulder, probably popped whatever muscles in my arm it's doing, and my chest, my pec goes, and I've got all these weird injuries... It'll still be worth it because we've managed to raise... On Friday, you can enjoy a beer. And so I we've did it. We've managed to raise quite a bit of money. Let me check. I'm just... I've got to jump on there and donate too. I haven't done that yet. You sent me the link, didn't you? I'm sure you sent me the link. It should, it should, it should be on the uh, Pub Talk Rugby League podcast Facebook page. Our check Pub it out. Talk Rugby League podcast team has raised $460, which is a great okay. effort so far with more donations to come, possibly. Yep. I hope. There's a lot of push-ups. Oh, I'm wrecked. Oh, yes, it is. Giving it, it is. a go. Like, yeah. But we're all... Two of the hosts plus one, one missus is doing it, so good on you. And we've all, nice. we're all up to date, actually. So we've all um, done all the push-ups. No one's pagged it on any of the days leading up to it, so we've done all of them. So go team. I love that you, you nice brought one. back an old word there. No one pagged it. I, I love it. You know what? I was searching for words, and I was like... <laughs> it just popped up. It just them. comes up. I don't think yeah. I've said ah, that you're word. A pagger. I, you're a pagger. I don't reckon I've. I don't think I've said that word in ten years. <laughs> like, I don't think I've heard it in ten out. years. But as soon as you said it, it just like it's like it's just like it was like yesterday. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Right. What is happening? Uh, well, we've only got the one game to tip for next week because it is uh, in Indigenous round or representative uh, round. It's or representative round. So there are. I mean, we're only tipping this round. game, but there's plenty of plenty of footy action this weekend, which is great. I mean, uh, in fact, there's. I didn't realise they're, they're televising the under-19s games tomorrow. The under-19s origin match. Yeah, right, uh, okay, I didn't know that either. 
So there's lots of uh, lots of youngsters in 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 that, and then obviously we've got uh, the Origin, uh, the Women's Origin on Friday, and the Men's Origin on Sunday, and a host of Test matches on Saturday. Uh, the big one being uh, New Zealand versus Tonga, which is being played over in New Zealand, so they finally get a game of rugby league after you know nearly three years. So that's awesome. Uh, that's on in the afternoon, so I'd be pretty keen to watch that one. But uh, obviously, the one yeah, we're tipping. That'll be um, that'll be a great game, especially in New Zealand. Be, so. Yeah. I, I think some are playing out. someone. Might be Papua New Guinea or something. So there's some lots yeah. of games on. So plenty of... And then, look, I'm just sort of hoping none of the Broncos get injured. Because I'm pretty sure Stags will be playing for Tonga now at 5-8. So. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just hoping Rapana doesn't uh, do what he usually does when he plays for New Zealand and take a bunch of blokes out and ends up exactly... just. Gets in that Kiwi jersey and gets extra fired up. He's already extra fired. He's already pretty fired up. Regular games, but this representative thing just takes that extra step. He's just very passionate. Very, very passionate. All right. Well, I guess Smokes, you're going to tip Queensland, and the rest of us are going to pick New South Wales. Absolutely, yes. Queensland all the way. Wrap up the series in two, and then we go home to SunCorp, and then it's a party. In Brisbane. Oh, how good would it be right. winning this, upsetting all the fans in Queensland, winning the series 2 1 against Queensland, all yeah, odds? It's going to be a very brave victory I, from the New I South could, Wales team. I could read the message you sent to us all after the New South Wales team was selected. Should, should I read that? <laughs> or, or? No, I don't know what you're talking about. No, I'll tell you. Oh, you I, don't know? I, 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 I could have sworn, could could sworn you said Queensland 3 0. Just, just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. I was a little bit. But, uh, I, was, I, I, I am very concerned about the team. I was pissed off because Whiten's not playing. Damn it! <laughs> oh, just you know. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of Pub Talk Rugby League. Uh, thank you all for sticking with us this long. And as always, you can find us on Facebook, uh, the Pub Talk Rugby League podcast group. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. See you then, boys. Go see the you. Mighty Maroons. Go the Blues.